Welcome to the TJI Preaching and Ministry Podcast, your source for all things preaching and ministry from the Jenkins Institute. This is your host, Jonathan Sanford, and now your friend, Jeff and Dale Jenkins. Hey folks, for this morning, afternoon, or night when you're listening to this, we are glad that you've joined us on the Jenkins Institute podcast on preaching and ministry. This is Dale Jenkins, and we hope you're having a marvelous day, and I'm happy that I'm with my brother Jeff today. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great, Dale. How are you doing this morning? Well, you know... this afternoon or this evening? Yeah, whichever it is. Well, we're actually recording in the morning. Yes. Uh, You know, I've got a big day today, you know. Yes, you are. Tell us about your big day. Yeah, I've got a big day planned. I'm going to speak at a hospital. I'm actually not going to get to speak. In fact, you probably wouldn't want to record what I'm going to say because I'm going to be under anesthesia. I'm having a little procedure this morning as a result of my good friend Jeff Goff down in Hammond, Alabama, convincing me that it was a good idea to go biking for my health. And as a result of that, I'm going to have surgery on a thumb because I had a wreck. So I can't wait. Are you going to send part of the bill to Jeff? I think I should. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's the way it is. Well, Jeff, we got a great subject today. We're going to talk about something that all preachers deal with, and that is difficulties in their own life. You know, wouldn't it be wonderful if we just had to worry about other people's problems, but we don't have to. We have to worry about our own ones that we, that we make. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so true, Dale. And it's interesting to me that a lot of times, you know, uh, not a lot of times, but sometimes preachers bellyache a little bit and talk about how, how sad our life is and, and uh, what, how we're mistreated and what bad shape we're in and all those kind of things. And I wonder if sometimes we don't forget that we chose this life. Uh, and, uh, you know, we probably, maybe not everybody knew what was going to happen, what was going to go on, but, but we chose to be involved in the service of the Lord. And I think the Lord said one time something about, uh, if I had to suffer, you'll have to suffer as well if you follow me. Yeah. Yeah. That is no, no doubt about that. And we all, we all struggle with different things in our life. And, uh, the worst thing is when we put problems in our own life, and I mean, when we end up having uh, making mistakes. And uh, man, I wish I wish we outgrew them. I wish there was a time in our life where we said we don't make the mistakes anymore. But uh, I don't care if you've been preaching for five minutes or fifty years, you still make mistakes. So we spent a podcast, Jeff, a couple of months ago, and it was a very popular one, talking about mistakes that ministers make. And uh, what the audience doesn't know, or as a friend of mine calls it, the audience doesn't know, is that uh, we had uh, we had more on the list than we than we went through. We have more on today's list, and we'll go through. But we have a few more we'll talk about this morning. Well, that's right, and and we'll probably do this again down the road a little bit. And uh, we, you know, I want to just say here, we always love to hear from people who listen to the podcast, and maybe uh, something on our list or the previous list is different from what you have on your list and we'd love to hear from you and we would love to discuss uh, maybe on future programs some uh, some other things that other people deal with so dale go ahead all right so we're calling this more mistakes ministers make and avoiding them number one are you ready folks not consulting your wife <clears throat> jeff uh i've never made that mistake <laughs> Well, I'm not sure I'm believing what you're telling me, Dale, but uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we marry this person, and if somebody asks us, probably most of us, 
who's your best consultant, who, who's the person you talk to the most and advise you the most and gives you the best advice. Most preachers I know would say it's my wife, but then we go off and we do things, we say things, we preach things, we, we bring things up in meetings, and we never let them have any input on it, and it's unwise, I think. I, w- I would say that uh, if you trust your wife, uh, if, if you're a preacher and you trust your wife, and if there's ever anything that comes up in your life as far as uh, something you're going to preach or something you're going to bring before the elders or something, some program you're going to try to, or ministry you're going to try to instigate, uh, I would encourage you strongly, if you have any questions at all or any reservations or any thoughts that I'm not 100% certain this is a great idea to, to run it by your wife and if you trust her and she's honest with you, she'll help you a great deal there. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Jeff. And uh, I, I, Go ahead. Well, I just uh, I was thinking about, uh, so what's the best advice your wife gives you, Dale? Well, it, it'd have to come down to one of two things. Probably the wisest she gives me is she will often say, let the elders be the elders. And man, that's a good piece of advice. I'll be going on and on ranting about some issue or some problem that's, that's in front of us or something we're dealing with or some, something's come up in the church. And, and she'll say, you know, y'all just let the elders be the elders. Let them handle that. Well, that's great advice. That's godly advice. The second one, she'll say, you know, you need to stop and smell the roses. I'll get uh, agitated about something or get frustrated and have, you know, what I feel like is a, a mound of pressure on me and, you know, she'll say, just enjoy life a little bit. That's good advice. What about you? Well, uh, Laura gives me a lot of advice, and I always appreciate it. Uh, and there's one piece of advice that she gives me regularly. It seems like uh, every week or so. And that is, uh, I wish you would slow down a little bit and uh, uh, quit going so fast. And I understand that's really good advice. I haven't really been able to follow it yet, but, uh, but I understand that's really good advice. But you ought to consult your wife, you know. Yes. Uh, I know guys have gone in. If they just asked their wife, their wife would have said, you know, you might ought to cool your jets on that a little bit. Or, you know, you could say that a little different. Or maybe that's not as big a deal as you thought it was. And, and if she's that good of advice, if she's that person you married and you wanted to spend life with and you, you committed to for life, consult her when it comes to issues of life. Jeff, number two. Well, number two, Dale, is a mistake. We're talking about mistakes preachers make. Uh, number two, trying to please uh, or listen to everyone and uh, putting all of, the, all of the critics on the same level. Um, surely it doesn't take us very long to realize that there is no way we can please everyone. That's uh, almost, Jeff, uh, two separate things, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, I, you can uh, – I, we, we, I think probably – most preachers, I won't say everyone, but most preachers I know, I think, struggle with the idea of, of trying to please everyone, especially early in your ministry. Right. Um, but again, it doesn't take a long time to, to get to where you realize that's impossible, impossible because people have different ideas. And, and thankfully, people are passionate about the work of the church and about uh, what we're trying to do. And so they have strong opinions about it. And and it's impossible to please everyone. And if you get, uh, you know, if you get more than two or three people in the room, chances are you're not going to make a decision that's going to please all the people in the room. Well, the, the problem is that uh, 
you know, you, you, you have somebody come to you with something, you, you tell them what they need to hear and or what you think they want to hear. If you're not careful, you, you make them happy. And then, you know, five minutes later, somebody else comes up to you in the foyer and they, they're wanting – and it's a, it goes completely against what the other person said. You try to make them happy. And about the time you get one person happy, you made the other person unhappy. And that's a, uh, that's a horrible, horrible mistake. And, Jeff, the solution to this is – Try to please God, and I know that may be simplistic to say, but it is the bottom line on this. My goal is to please God. I like Galatians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. If I'm still trying to please men, I'm not a servant of Jesus Christ. So my goal is to try to please God all the time in everything that I do. But, Jeff, there's a second part to that statement. Well, let me – go ahead. Go ahead. Well, putting all critics on the same level. Talk about that a little bit. Well, I was – let me go back that – passage, uh, you said it's a wise thing to do. It's also a biblical thing to do. You know, the question is, do we seek to please men or do we seek to please God? And I, I just want to say there that uh, if we're not careful, sometimes people hide behind that statement. There are preachers who will hide behind that statement, and, and they will take the attitude, I don't care what anybody says, and I'm not going to listen to anybody else. And so they'll say, do I seek to please men or God? I seek to please God. So so therefore, I'm not going to try to please anybody else. But the fact is, uh, we're we're told we're supposed to preach the truth in love. Uh, we're told that we're supposed to love the brotherhood. And so there is a sense where we are to do our best uh, to help people grow in their walk with God. We're to um, we're to to build uh, um, a, a life of 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 uh, glorifying God in in the saints. And so be careful, preacher, that you don't say, you know, I don't please anybody but God, and therefore I don't ever have to worry about what anybody else thinks or what anybody else says. So the solution to it is go around and treat everybody like a jerk, right? I mean, just be, just be mean to everybody and everything. I mean, that, that's obviously not what we're saying there. So, but I do want to talk about this second part of this, Jeff. <clears throat> there is a danger of putting all critics on the same level, uh, and, and that's a real danger. You know, that guy that comes, you know, on Easter and Christmas, he shows up twice a year, and he thinks he should set the order for uh, some matter of opinion in the church as opposed to that person that is faithful every Sunday and is totally devoted to the Lord and and never misses, is an elder and is led and, and, you know, done everything he can for the Lord. And you put his criticism on the same level as the guy that that just never shows up and, and just is a critic. Uh, are that person that B situation, that person that is always critical about everything. And, and you put that on the same level, somebody that never is critical about anything. And that person walks out on Sunday and says, you know, I think you shouldn't have used that illustration. Person is never critical says that you put that on the same level. The person that every Sunday has something to hit you with. And if you're not careful, you'll make yourself miserable. And Dale as with so many of these matters, uh, re- even regarding mistakes that ministers make, we, we have to be balanced in, in what we do and how we deal with people. Um, you know, I've heard people say, well, I will listen more to the person who gives a lot of money. Uh, if, if they're a big contributor, then, then we'll let what they say carry more weight than what somebody else says. Uh, then on the other hand, uh, I'll never forget in one of the churches where we were working, we had a, a man who was constantly complaining about how the money was being spent. And I mean, he was, he would come in, it seemed like weekly or monthly at least, 
and talk about how he didn't like uh, this missionary that was being supported or this work that was being done. And I'll never forget that one of the elders said on one occasion in a meeting, well, that man doesn't, he, he's never given a dime to this church since the day he walked in. And so we have to find a balance uh, when we're dealing with this matter as with all the other matters. We had a guy, Jeff, that went to the elders one time at a church that I preached at and said, I will increase my contribution $600 a week if you'll fire the preacher. And uh, the elders, unwisely, I think, told me about that. And I thought, oh, my, that, you know, I'd fire me too, you know. And then they said, but, you know, that'd be $600 a week he's giving. You know, give anything, but he thinks he should control everything. And, and sometimes that's the case. And, Jeff, isn't that a, that's a bigger issue, isn't it? Sure it is. Yes, yes it is. It, it's, uh, of course, it's a matter of somebody's heart and, uh, and their faithfulness to the Lord. And so, uh, again, we, we just have to, to be balanced. We have to be balanced. And we can't let a, a bully have a larger voice. Uh, than a person who is totally committed to the Lord. And I do think that's something we need to, we need to think about there. All right, Jeff, we're going to look at uh, one more, aren't we? Yes, we are. Number three on our list today, or number four, ever how we're, we're counting this is, uh, one, of, one of the mistakes that ministers often make is thinking that it is our responsibility to fix everything uh, and, and there's a second part to that, and we'll come to that in just a moment. But first of all, let's talk about thinking it's our responsibility to fix everything. Well, you know, there's a, there's a recipe for, for a misery right there. Uh, first of all, uh, it's, not my it's not my responsibility to fix everything. I'm not Atlas. The world does not revolve around me or, or sit on my shoulders. And then on top of that, I don't have the ability to fix everything. There are some things that other people are more suited for than, than me. And I would be unwise not to use people and let God use people and their talents to do what they can do. Dale, that's kind of goes back to what you said about uh, Mel's advice to you. And that is let the elders be the elders. Uh, so oftentimes I think we, those of us who are in ministry, because we live with it every day of our life, because, uh, because it's always on our mind, it's always on our heart, we, we're thinking about it all the time, 24-7, that we, we want something fixed. If there's a problem, we want it fixed, and we want it fixed now, and we think that we're the ones who can fix it. And, and oftentimes when we do that, we, we preempt our elders and, and others in the church, their ability to grow and mature. And uh, number one, I think maybe like you said, it, it's not our responsibility. And there are some issues that no man can fix. And if we try to fix things that can't be fixed, uh, there's, it seems to me there's a sense of arrogance and pride there that says, well, I'm going to step in in the place of God because there's some things that nobody can fix other than the Lord himself. So the problems of the Middle East aren't going to go away. Is that what you're saying? Well, there are a lot of problems that aren't going to go away. Yes, probably that problem, but uh, even in the church, you know, as we think about specifically in, in, in our life on a daily basis, there are some things that are just not going to go away. As long as, as long as there are people who are part of the church, there are going to be problems and, and concerns and issues. And, some, and, and the other thing we can't fix is we can't fix people. Uh, you know, we think, well, I'll, I'll change this person. Well, again, only God can change people. We can help people. We can encourage people, but we can't fix people. Only God can do that. So, Jeff, there's a second part of this that's uh, 
it's, it's second cousin, so to speak. It's very similar to it, but it's different enough that we probably should give it a couple of seconds of attention anyway. And that is trying to be in charge of everything. Oftentimes, um, I don't know if it's a grandiose idea that I can do it better than other people or if it's the idea that I'm going to prove that my time and salary or whatever it is is worth what the church is spending on it. I've got to prove myself of value. And so I know a lot of times preachers, they try to be in charge of everything and try to try to be in charge of everything that runs down the pipe. Well, again, there's so many issues with that particular attitude and and one of course is that uh that would become it would become very easy for us to burn ourselves out if we try you know dale as in in as churches grow and they become larger we may not even be able to be a part of everything we we may not be able to have our hand in everything and you know where, where we are at lewisville we we try to be involved as much as we can but if we tried to have our hand in, in everything that was going on that there would be no way humanly possible that we could do that. And so be careful, we would say to preachers, especially young guys, don't, don't try to take uh, control of the church. Don't try to be in charge of everything. And you may not even be able to have your hand in everything. Yeah, I, we had an elder one time at a church I preached at that had that mentality. He thought he had to know everything that happened. And he didn't even realize, I don't think, but he was just stunning the growth of the church because the church can never grow larger than his ability to control or be in charge or have his hand in the pot of everything that happened. And every human only has 24 hours in a day. Sure. So, so, uh, so let's, let's understand, again, when we do that, you said that he was stunning the growth of the church, but we're also stunning the growth of individual Christians. If we try to do everything when there are other people who need to, to, to mature, they need to grow, they need to learn. And so if we're in control of everything, then, then we're not, we're not doing our part to help raise up other men to be servant leaders. And so, so uh, it's never a good idea to try to be in charge of everything. Outstanding, Jeff. So we've solved all the preacher's problems today. Well, at least for the last five minutes we have, uh, <laughs> I'm sure there'll be something else that'll come up within the next five minutes, but uh, we, our, our goal, Dale, on, with this kind of podcast and the previous one is to try to encourage ministers, and we certainly, we don't think we have all the answers, and in addition to that, uh, uh, we, we, don't want to, we don't want to let anybody think we have all the answers, but we have been through enough that we've seen some of these issues not only in our own life, but in the lives of others. And, and our goal is to just try to help. We're not saying that if, we, we, if you take these answers, these problems are going to go away, but our goal is to try to help. Yeah, we, we've made most of these mistakes ourselves. That's why we can talk about them. We appreciate you listening today, and we would invite you to send any uh, thoughts or uh, other common mistakes that preachers make for future episodes where we might deal with this to uh, tji at thejenkinsinstitute.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Jeff, I want to mention real quickly that we have a major launch that you and I are both been a part of that's coming up on Thursday. And I hope folks who listen to this podcast will be watching the internet, Facebook, and emails that we'll be sending out about a major project that, uh, that will be coming up later this week. So if, this, if you're watching this before Thursday, you'll be excited about it. If not, 
uh, hopefully you'll be excited about it after it comes out. So we hope you'll be part of that. It'll be real exciting. And Dale, uh, be praying for you this today. I hope everything goes well and uh, look forward to next time. And we want to thank you for joining us today on our podcast. And we hope to uh, hope you'll continue to listen in. If there's any way we can be of help to you, let us know. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you is our prayer for you.